Today's gospel lesson comes from the first chapter of John, verses 29 through 42, and I will be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. And it reads, The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove and remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. The next day, John again standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher. Where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first round his, found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. My friends, this is the word of the Lord. I've told uh, various stories from my Navy career several times during my message, and and today is another extended story of my time in the Navy. During my time in the Navy, I was blessed and very fortunate to travel around and was in invited to experience a whole lot of things in my, my career in the military. I was invited to experience things that most people will never, ever experience in their lifetime. However, in between those wonderful experiences, I had other not-so-wonderful experiences. For example, when I was among the lower-ranking sailors, I was I was invited or voluntold to go into spaces that was not so wonderful. And one of those spaces that I was invited to be a part of was the bilge area. The bilge area on a a Navy ship, more specifically a carrier, is the very lowest part of the ship where oil and gunk and I dare not think of other things get dispensed into. It is a very nasty, nasty place. And and in fact, the bottom of the the ship, the hull, 
the bilge area, is actually way below sea level. So we're down there and we're cleaning it and painting it and, and everything else. And I remember saying to myself, excuse me for being a little blunt, I said, this sucks. <laughs> so I remember going to my command master chief and I was young and dumb. And I said, Master Chief, I don't want to do this job anymore. And after he gave me a few unchurch words, he told me, he said, Derek, if you don't want to do those jobs, then you need to make rank. And of course, that was my motivation to make rank. And one of the opportunities that I was afforded to was to move into the admin office because I was an action admin guy, but you have to do first lieutenant work when you're coming up. So I was finally getting in the admin office, and one of my jobs at night was to complete or finish what is called the plan of the day or the POD. The POD was, was a, a schedule of what the squadron was going to be doing the very next day. And of course, in that process of developing that POD, we had to go around to all the staterooms and get them get it get signatures from various officers. And of course, in uh, uh, aircraft squadron, the final signature or the final approval is the commander of our squadron. So I remember one particular night. I was doing the, the normal stuff, and I was going around. And what we normally did, we slid the POD up under the door of that particular officer, and they would get it, and they would do their work, and several hours later, they would call you and tell you to get it, and then you deliver it to the next person. But one particular night, when I got to the commander's stateroom, obviously the intentions was to slide it under his door for him to sign it, but this particular night, the commander opened the door. And he said, Derek, he invited me to come in. And while I was in there, he was making corrections to the POD, and he set it on his desk, and he started to engage me and started having conversations with me about my family, my military goals, and my faith. My commander, I was blessed, was a devout Christian. Now, I know on the surface that doesn't seem like that's a big deal, but for those of you who are familiar with the ranking system, to be invited to be in the space with your commander is a big deal. And not only was it a big deal, but he was engaging me. He was establishing a relationship with me. That particular commander, and along with myself, we moved on and we went to other military bases, but we stayed in contact with each other. In fact, almost 30 years later, I'm still, still have a relationship with that commander, Captain Averduty. My friends, it, it, it made me, that experience made me think about this particular text. We find Jesus here inviting the disciples early on in the ministry to come, to see and be a part of God's presence. And Jesus was, and, and wasn't just inviting them to this, this wonderful dwelling place, but he was more specifically inviting them to be in his presence. 
Historically, we would like to think that the place where he was inviting them was not this luxurious place. Historically, we believe that that place was an open space. That it was probably one of the lowliest of lowliest places, considering the context of Jesus. My friends, Jesus was inviting them to inviting them to a situation where Jesus was trying to, to know them or getting to know them. In fact, in the scripture, we find Jesus calling them by name. He called Peter Cephas, who would go on to be one of the greatest leaders in our church. He called him Cephas, which means rock or a stone. He was engaging them. He was having a conversation with them. My friends, I believe that Jesus also continuously invites us to experience his presence with our relationship with him. I'm convinced that once we experience Jesus afresh, the Holy Spirit inspires, encourages, and empowers us to share their experience with others and create lasting relationships, not only with God, but with others. Simply put, my friends, I believe an experience with Jesus Christ helps us to see all the people in the beautiful image of God, the Amado day. And even on this very day in our church history, we celebrate human relations, human relations Sundays, where we're reminded that we have an obligation to invite others to be a part of God's family. However, I must tell us that being a part of God's family comes with responsibility. We must first respond to God's invitation in the spirit of obedience. Secondly, my friends, we must do whatever we could possibly do with the help of the Spirit to increase our faith in God through Jesus Christ. But most importantly, my friends, we must cultivate our relationship with God and encourage others to do the same as well. So my friends, today I invite us to come to the presence of God through Jesus. I invite us to come to the grace of God just as we are, broken, joyful, and full of expectation. Oh, my friends, I invite us to see how God can change our lives for the better. I invite us to see how open God is about helping us establish meaningful relationship with God and others. Oh, I feel like preaching in here today. <laughs> Lastly, my friends, I invite us to experience the salvation of God through Jesus Christ. Come, see, and experience the fullness of God this day all the way to the completion of eternity. Jesus is inviting us to become a part of God's family, and it is not exclusive. The presence in the house of God is open to everyone. So my friends, I ask you, will you come? Will you allow, will you accept God's gracious offer? 
This is a time for us to renew and and recommit ourselves to God. And for those who, uh, those among us who don't have a relationship with God, this is an invitation to Christian discipleship. We can do it anywhere, and I dare to do it right here today. If you don't have a relationship with God, God is open and God is welcoming all of us to become a part of God's family. I hope all of us accept God's gracious invitation through Jesus Christ this day. Let's pray. Merciful and gracious God, we thank you for the invitation to become a part of your family. We thank you that your invitation is extended to all people. God, we know that you are not a respecter of any person. Rather, you see us through Jesus Christ, who is your beloved and anointed Son. Thank you for forgiving us of our sins and our trespasses. Help us to obey, follow, and listen to your voice that draws us back to you. And we thank you for going before us in your provenient grace where we can never outrun that grace. We pray for our brothers and sisters in Australia. Lord, we ask that you be with those firefighters and those first responders, Lord, as they deal, try to contain those wildfires. We pray, Lord, that you be with everyone on that particular, in that particular area. We pray, Lord, and not in a selfish way, Lord, but we pray in a hopeful way that you would be with them. Lord, we pray for those among us who are grieving. We pray for those who are hungry, those who are homeless, those who are marginalized, and those who suffer from mental illness and other illnesses. Lord, help us to embrace your hope and healing. Lastly, Lord, we thank you for loving us through it all. For it is in the name of Jesus the Christ that we pray. Amen.